y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is y'all heard. Y'all heard. A podcast with me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a podcast that serves up a hot plate of knowledge with an extra helping of friendship. On tap, we have some humor ale. And you better not have any allergies because we're a couple of nuts. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that was weird, but I liked it. I like your commitment to the bit and how you delivered, quote, we're a couple of nuts. I yeah. wish you guys saw it. I feel like <laughs> we should sometimes have more video just so you could have seen what Pete did. <laughs> I hope his voice made it clear what he did. I hope so, too. <laughs> In other words, we saw you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? I'm going to say that my back feels better than it did last episode. Yay! I was worried about you. Um, It's still not 100%, and I needed to be 100% before my birthday, because... Because you were doing a lot of back bends in the club. Yeah, no, I can't turn old. Like, I can't be old and turn old. <laughs> You're not turning old. You're turning... Oh, no, wait. Is that women? Wait. Who becomes at the prime when they're, like, Are 40? You, I'm, I'm turning menopausal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought women were at their sexual prime, like, later in life. I, okay, yeah, continue. I think that's right. You think it is or it isn't right? I think it's right. Okay, oh, 27 to 45. So maybe that's you'll a pretty be big sexual gap. prime. Yeah, that's really long. They have more frequent and more intense sexual fantasies. <laughs> what? All right. Okay, I don't know. Uh, okay, continue what you're saying. Um, I have learned to hate everything about my job this week. But oh. also, I saw a knock at the cabin, Marissa. What did you think? I think I might have loved it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Holy shit. That has to possibly be... A separate bonus because I feel like we need to go deep because again I didn't hate it but I sure didn't love it I'll say this much though if like I feel bad saying this and I don't remember what his first name is <laughs> Dave right Batista like oh yeah if you were walking down the street and that giant man was like like, if you're in a cabin, and let's say he just wanted some sugar for his coffee in the cabin next yeah. door, I'd be like, don't answer that door. Don't you dare yeah. answer that door. That man is gigantic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am obsessed with Dave Bautista playing that kind of role. I will say that. I, like, really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I did like that he was, like, a kindergarten teacher, and he, he not only was he gigantic, he had, like, a thousand tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I kind His of head concerns him. me a lot. His head? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. It upsets me a little bit. <laughs> uh, talk about the shape of his head, guys. Uh, I did hear that he, like, wanted to work with M. Night Shyamalan, like, so bad that he, like, wrote to M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan? I changed the way I pronounce his name, like, mid-sentence. Uh, that he wrote a letter, like, can we please uh, work together? And I thought M. Night Shyamalan made a beautiful part for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really interested to hear why you loved it. But again, I, I think it's going to go too deep. I think let's save it for the end. Okay. Unless unless you... No. It's I was going to plug it. Because okay. I get that it might not be for everybody. But... Yeah. It, it 
it seemed to really upset Aaron. It didn't upset me. I was just like, this is good enough. This is good enough. You know what I'm going to say? What? I think it had a good message. Uh, I don't think it had a good message about God. <laughs> but <laughs> thought it made God seem a little problematic. But yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I was honestly not thinking of it as a God thing. Okay, okay. So that's worth, that's, you know what? Let's table it, Marissa. Okay. What what else can we call it? You know, I'll ping you on that later. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, okay. How's your week? Now that I just I ruined it. <laughs> I had something to tell you that I was like excited to tell you, and now I forgot. But I will just say to anyone who has wor- been worried about me <laughs> in the past few months, uh, one... I'm almost fully tapered off my meds because I went back on them. I'm almost fully tapered, and it's a lot more graceful of a taper. I'm not in pain all the time. And, guys, guess what? I have two jobs now. Not – I am not – oh, believe me, guys. I am not one of those people that has a full-time job and is like, oh, I got to hustle. Like, fuck my face. <laughs> I have two uh, part-time – It's been so long since I've heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. Because I, I have said it in my life a few times recently, but I said it in the wrong context where it sounded like I was really wanting something sexual to happen to be really bad, so I'm a little careful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have two part-time freelance jobs. Guys, I will never hustle again <laughs> if I have a choice. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm employed. I am not on the brink. And... Again, I had things I very specifically wanted to tell Pete that I don't remember, and now I'm mad. So I might need to interrupt whatever we're doing later to tell you. Listeners, uh, you know, if you're a longtime listener, then you know Marissa has done several episodes about food, and she is now writing about food. So, oh yeah, yeah. Kudos to her. Kudos also of food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is, that is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a job I actually like. I was I wasn't I wasn't. Yeah, I guess actually it's not like proprietary, and I'm not gonna like slander it. Like I have my last job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a food news reporter for Mash.com, and I also have another job that is has so many con- confidential aspects. I think I won't even say what the other job mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Marissa's a writer for the CIA. <laughs> yeah, I I was just thinking like. I think I actually told someone, which I shouldn't have it in writing. I said, I should not be allowed to ever have any sort of clearance because I can't keep a secret. And then I said, oh, I'm sorry. I can keep interpersonal secrets. I just can't keep corporation secrets. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, I know I don't ever deserve anything that's top secret clearance. This isn't that confidential, but it's confidential enough that I don't think I should say what it is. So, yeah. Uh, again, I have other stuff to say. But I yeah, don't we'll just cut it in later. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm, I'm cutting myself off because we have calls, right? We've got great fans and sometimes they call to remind us. So here is our first call from Alex. We had it for the last show, but we we put it off a week. So if you're like, hey, why is Alex talking about old stuff? You know what? Don't give Alex any shit. Alex could call about our second episode. We won't remember it, but he will have a good question or comment about it. Okay. Hi, this is Alex. Uh, Sorry it's been a while since I've called in. 
things are just uh, kind of wild for me, and I keep forgetting to call in before I'm sure that the podcast is up. So I'm calling in about the episode on cheese, which I really enjoyed. My family loves cheese. So back when my spouse was pregnant with our first child, we were trying to come up with a nickname for the baby because we'd not picked out a name yet. And uh, we joked and said that our dog had suggested that we name the baby Cheese because our dog loved cheese and our dog was excited for the baby. Okay, so we referred to this baby as Baby Cheese while in utero. Now, my spouse has a friend... Uh, who has a kid, and the kid thinks that my spouse is their friend, not their mom's friend, but their own friend. So at any rate, my spouse, her friend, took their kid, okay, to a store to buy bibs for the baby shower. And so this small child gets some bibs and walks up to the checkout counter and says to the person behind the counter, my friend's having a baby. His name is Cheese. And the person behind the counter was not sure what to do with this. But my, you know, our, our friend was behind the small child and was like nodding her head and being like, please just play along. And the person behind the counter says, oh, well, that's interesting. That's really great. Good news. And kid walks up, you know, holds up a little Shopkins pretend credit card to, oh you know, God. as if that's what to pay with. And um, mom is nodding vigorously like please play along and so the person behind the counter takes the Shopkins toy credit card swipes it through the real credit card reader and says okay great thank you so much and you're all done and I think I'll just let your mom pay for the rest of it and then the, the mom came along and, and was able to actually pay for the bids with a real credit card <laughs> at any rate my friend is having a baby his name is Cheese I just can't imagine being on the other side of a retail situation with that kind of energy have a great day. Thanks for the show. Bye. I am obsessed with the fact that that child thinks their mother's friend is her friend. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is awesome. One, Alex, how big is a Shopkins credit card? Is it like the size of a credit card or is it the size of a doll's credit card? Because how did they run it to a computer? <laughs> and three, thank you, Alex, because I really felt like I was going through something when I did that cheese episode. So I'm glad at least one person appreciated that. We're here to go through it with you, Marissa. Thank you. <laughs> um, you famously worked at a children's foot sh- children's <laughs> foot store. God. You sold children's feet. <laughs> I worked at a children's shoe store. Yes. <laughs> did you Did you have any fun interactions? Did you play along with kids, or were you too punk back then? Yeah, uh, no, because one, parents are horrible when they are. Hear fine. that, Alex? You're horrible. No, 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 no! <laughs> I didn't finish. Parents are horrible when they are buying children's shoes, but I'm sure Alex is not. But they usually came in like really flustered and really stressed, and a lot of people try to steal shoes <laughs> in like fucking. Sh- it was horrible. Uh, also, I had to measure baby feet but like measuring feet is not an exact science (laughs) so like i was just always worried that the parents would call me out on like not doing it right so i was nervous and annoyed all the time so nope i have literally no pleasant stories about any one i interacted with because like i barely got to interact with the children in any enjoyable way that's not the children's fault it's the fault of parents yeah 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 well, our 
second uh, uh, fan interaction comes to us from Nick, who texted 570-POD-WOD-1. He said, just on your podcast, love it, exclamation point, thanks for new stuff to listen to from Nick in New York, not New York City. So this is not anyone we know, right? As far as I know. Every time we get one of these, though, and we assume that we don't know the person, sometimes I'm always, like, nervous that we might know the person. <laughs> you know what? Even if we do know the person, it's Thanks, not Nick. we that about. <laughs> so, you know what, Nick? I don't... It, first of all, if we don't know you, that's awesome. How the... Nick... If you are open to talking with us further, how did you find us? Yeah, it's a good question. Literally, how? Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for giving us some feedback. Uh, not many people take the time, and I really appreciate it. It's like to know. It's like to know what. It's nice to know. I'm not just screaming into the void. So thank you. <laughs> I concur with Marissa, and also Nick. If we do know you, like probably should have put that in the text like hey it's nick from one nick i know from which, beach volleyball yeah oh god i played beach volleyball once <laughs> i hope i never have to do it again i was probably a very little kid when i played volleyball i did in it somebody's in- backyard it wasn't even on a beach i wasn't allowed on beaches i did when i went to mexico a couple of years ago and i didn't want to but aaron wanted to yeah and sometimes he has the face of such like a joyous child and sometimes you do things for your children because you don't want to let them down and it was like that because his face was so pure and full of joy and they needed an extra person and i was like sure i'll do it and the funny thing is i wasn't the worst one but i'm so hard on myself like mm. people were worse than me but they were just like oops and i was just like i'm so sorry <laughs> Fuck! And I was like, yeah, I'm not cut out for sports. I said sports as if it was spelled S-P-O-A-R-T-S. I want to die. (laughs) Just like piggybacking off of that a bit. This past weekend, my mom went to do uh, like one of those paint night things. Ooh, were you drinking your paint? I don't know. I don't think she would have drank drunk. I don't think she would have had a drink anyway. She would have drank drunk, yeah. (laughs) But... I went to one of those before, and they gave you, like, an outline, and you kind of, like, filled it in. And, oh, that's cheap. And I, I was like, Mom, don't worry about it. They're going to give you this outline. You're going to get there. And, like, you just oh, kind of no, fill it in. It. She it got it. there. It was a blank canvas. Oh, my God. Your and poor she, mom. She walked out. <laughs> <laughs> she went with two friends, and she just left them both there. <laughs> oh, my God. Your mother is just so authentically savage i love her so much <laughs> and did she say like sorry i'm going or did she just leave? yeah she was like I- i'm going um i can come and pick you up later if you need me to <laughs> that's amazing i love your mother so much and they were like picking on her like come on but um i like later she was telling me about this and you could tell in her voice that she was so disappointed in herself that she couldn't do it but i yeah. was like I wouldn't either. Like, the fact that mine was outlined, that's why I could do it. But if I just had to do something completely from scratch, yeah, it would have been a nightmare. I mean, I would do anything as long as I was drinking. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's not a big boozer. Plus, she's usually the the driver. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom's usually the driver. And at Thanksgiving, we give her one glass of wine and she falls asleep. So. (laughs) Aww. So, yeah. what is up next? Let's hear from Alex. 
Hi, this is Alex. Uh, I enjoyed the recent episode on costumed performers with guest Richard. Richard, it's nice to meet you, I guess. And as a parent of small children who watch a lot of Sesame Street, it was really Richard, I have to let you know, he doesn't mean it's nice to meet you, I guess. He means it's <laughs> nice to, I guess, meet you. Because, yeah, you yeah. know, like you... <laughs> <laughs> Great to hear what it's like. Uh, dressed up like Elmo. I mentioned this topic to my small child who said that they wanted to dress up like Elmo and then realized that they had an Elmo sweatshirt that they could wear. So at any rate, that was nice. We really approve of dressing up as Elmo. There was reference made to a gender reveal party, and the, it occurs to me to point out that those should really be described as sex-assigned at birth parties, right? Because you don't really know what the gender identity the kid is going to ultimately develop. You know, you can make some estimations, but you're not going to be certain. I wonder how much of the uh, focus put on... I'm just following the acronym, S-A-A-B. And I think all of the sex-assigned at birth parties should be somebody driving up in a Saab. Oh, I like that! And they hit the horn, and something, like, blows out of the front of it. (laughs) That's like confetti? Yeah, but like in a yeah. color, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like gender that. reveal <laughs> parties, or even just knowing what the gender is of a baby at birth, sex assigned at birth, I should say, would be sex to be assigned at birth. is Because people, when they're, you know, expecting a baby, they really wonder what it, the baby's going to be like. They're excited for the baby, and they wonder what the baby's going to bring into the world. And, like, the one thing that they can test for, and it's just like a, yes or a no, a one or a zero, a male or a female type of thing, is sex. And then from that, they project a lot onto what the kid's whole life is going to be like. And I think that's quite a lot of pressure. And so when we were expecting our kids, uh, we always referred to them in singular they to anybody around us except for, like, immediate family members. And, you know, used little nicknames and stuff, didn't reveal their sex assigned at birth to anybody until they were born. And, you know, I think that part of that was about, like, you know, wanting to be supportive of people of different gender identities, and part of it was wanting to not, like, reinforce the gender binary in society, of which I think a bit too much is made already. But I think also part of it was just trying to remember that we don't know what our kids are going to be like until they're born, and we don't really know what my kids are going to be like when they grow up until they grow up, that there are always new things coming from them, and they're always changing, and if you expect kids to be a certain way, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. The main thing that I expect from my kids is for them to help me get enlightened. I don't know what things they're going to be interested in or what they're going to wind up doing, but I know that no matter what, they're going to make me adjust to the world in ways that are better for me, and they're going to make me be a more thoughtful person, or at least I've got that opportunity in front of me if I you know, just try to take care of them. So at any rate, yeah, that's what I try to get out of uh, parenting. I don't really try to push a lot of beliefs onto my kids other than just basic stuff about human decency. Um, what I try to get out of them, though, is the opportunity to see things from somebody else's point of view. So a few, th- few things. First of all, yeah, I, I agree. Those are those are good, uh, not thoughts. Those are good points, Alex. Uh, I will say one: if I have a child, I will push the idea that magic is real onto them. I don't care. That is what. But that Santa I- is not magic. Yeah, no, <laughs> Santa is not real. Also, <laughs> uh, uh, that is the only thing. Uh, everything else, or I'm sorry, or at least just. I'm going to let them know that I think magic is real. And then they could say, this is my crazy fucking mom who believes magic is real. Uh, and two, this is dark. This is not a joke. Your kid has a potty mouth, Marissa. <laughs> this part is not a joke, but where he brings up, like, you know, why do we focus on that? It kind of, like, you know, sets up 
some like expectations. This is this is a sad thing, but like also I don't think I would have any parties when I had a child because what if you you could have a no? I'm not. He's laughing. I'm like, what if you have a miscarriage? I feel like you never know until the baby's out that it's gonna come out. So I just feel like. Yeah, I almost feel like I'm very superstitious. I feel like I wouldn't want to celebrate that because you don't even know if you're going to have the baby until you have the baby. There are a lot of complications, but not to get done. I was <laughs> laughing because I imagined that you you having a baby party would be like, everybody is going to feel as uncomfortable as I do with this baby inside of me. Oh, oh fuck yeah. No one's allowed to fucking drink. No, I, I yeah, don't even get me started. I've already... I'm on the fence 50-50 with babies, and I remember I told Aaron, like, so, so while I'm having a baby, you're not drinking the whole time I'm pregnant, right? And he was like, what? I didn't think we, I... Don't like, make me drink in secret. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you better not in front of me. What, are you just going to rub in that you could drink? Because I can't... And so I think I have a lot of very aggressive takes and feelings. So, yeah, no one wants to be at a party if I'm pregnant. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> and and don't, nobody call in. I'm not saying that that's fair. I'm just saying I will be full of bitterness, so I don't want anyone else to have fun around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's fair to ask of him. I, so I'm just saying that's, that's, I'd be, if I get pregnant, y'all better stay away. I'm also considering, this is half of a joke, do we set up a gender that is just kid? Yeah, sure. I like that. Because, like, if we have a gender called kids, then you can just be like, I'm into kids. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. No. The kids yeah. can say. <laughs> let's, let's take a step back. I think I've lost, I think I've lost the point. <laughs> if we had a gender that's a kid, then, like, at a certain age, they can be like, you know what? I've been around long enough. I think I know what I want to be. <laughs> You get, like, a little gender graduation. You know what I will say? I think I I refer to kids as they all the time, and I'm not even, like, trying to do it for any, like, as a statement. I think I just, I think I refer to people as they a lot. I think I'm just accidentally progressive. No, 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 no. No, I don't get it yet. No, it has, it it wasn't even, it, it wasn't even when I got some understanding of, of, you know, like, gender non-binary and stuff. I think it was just a sloppy use of language, and people are like, oh, do they not identify as is he or something? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know. And so I don't even think I like pay them much attention to my... This is, there's no point to what I'm saying. My point is I say they all the time, and I think people think I'm trying to refer to someone who's gender non-binary, and I realize I just um, am very careless <laughs> with my language, which is something I should perhaps pay attention to. As long as it's not it, Marissa, you're good. No, no, no. <laughs> so, guys, life is a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Icebreaker. All right. I received this email February 26th, which I think was a weekend, and I received it at 6.20 a.m., This makes me nervous for this person. Oh, okay. Today is... For Pete's sake day, which naturally made me think of you, Pete Phillips, because your nickname is Pete. It's a day to celebrate minced oaths. And I don't know how to say that properly. (laughs) Mixed oaths. I continuously read it as minced oaths ten times. (laughs) 
where you substitute a word or words to make a phrase less offensive, like the aforementioned for Pete's sake or gee whiz. Perhaps there's an episode there. I don't think you've done one on this. Or maybe it's just an icebreaker. What is your favorite minced oath? Sincerely, Michael Venos, a.k.a. Michael Number 5. Michael number five, man, if I could make music, you know what song that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I will say, I have to give a little thought to what's my favorite. I will say... A little bit of Stinson on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's workshop that. (laughs) Um, I didn't curse until college. uh, And I would say, what the fro? I would say, what the freak? I think I even would say fruit instead of fuck and then i finally cursed and now there's no turning back so i will say i had a lot of minced oaths but what is my favorite Ooh, do you have your favorite i work with somebody who's really good at these and like he'll go on a string of um profanity but then he'll just drop something in (laughs) that's the minced oath and you're like wait a minute what (laughs) (laughs) i like that but a lot of times it comes to you in the moment, but I will say that I think probably my favorite one would be fiddlesticks. Oh, that's cute. Do you say fiddlesticks much? <laughs> uh, I like it because I don't know what it means. Does I it mean a pack of sticks that you <laughs> play a fiddle with? I definitely think of a bunch of sticks. Yeah. Or swizzle sticks. I was also thinking of that movie but I don't know which movie it is. Is it The Rookie? Or maybe like that movie where the kid's arms broke and he like pitches really fast? I don't know what it is, but it's some baseball movie. I wouldn't movie. watch a movie like that. I wouldn't watch a movie <laughs> baseball. And uh, one of the kids goes, funky butt-loving. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I used to like to say a word a lot. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> I used to like to say a word a lot that I... If Pete, you could tell me if I if I need to practice being more politically correct. There's a word that I think I have every right to use. Oh no! But it's very jarring. Am I not allowed to say "cunt" as a woman? <laughs> anyway, I was going to say that's I, not I, minced at all, Marissa. <laughs> that's not that's not my answer. So my point is, does it count if I think "showed" instead of "cunt"? <laughs> No. <laughs> because chode seems to Because if somebody a- knows what a chode is, then they visualize one. And if they don't, then they're going to ask you and you have to explain it. Well, I just thought it was because cut is aggressive to people and chode, I think, is a lot lighter. <laughs> but, um... Just so everybody knows, I sent Marissa a website that listed some out so that she wouldn't come into this cold. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to suppose. I thought you had like ones like I personally use. Okay, my favorite. Um, shut the front doors is. is oh no, I'm sorry. Suffering succotash is fun. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, but I like that. That one, I don't quite know what the. I don't know what suffering... Sa- yeah, it's supposed to be a, a replacement for suffering savior. What the fuck is that? Oh. What? Maybe we should start saying suffering savior. <laughs> what does it mean, though? I guess Jesus Christ. <laughs> I... Oh, I, I feel like frack. 
is what they said instead of fuck for what Battlestar Galactica or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, God rot it dread. I I think that's a British one. <laughs> oh okay. Um. So yeah, I'm sorry if I have to pick one from this list because I apparently Chode does not count as one for. <laughs> Sound off in the comments, listener. <laughs> I will pick Dickens. I will pick what I will pick Dickens instead of Devil. Dickens Why are you instead not? of Devil? Okay. It's on the list. Dickens is fun. What the Dickens? But again, I wouldn't say that because ever since I started cursing, I realized it was like the sweet nectar of the gods, <laughs> and I want to talk so aggressively so yeah anyway that makes yep. sense speaking of aggression oh that was a beautiful segue nice. i have a little story to tell a little personal story that i remember clearly it was the day that my partner aaron saw my darkest side uh it was about two years ago sometime around 8 p.m we were preparing to have dinner uh and that is way later than i like to eat i like to eat around five so uh i was probably already very hungry and i assume we had had to wait because aaron probably worked late or something i'm never eating at eight o'clock by choice so whatever the reason it's his fault okay yes no 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 i'm not blaming i'm just saying like to say, like, I would never choose to eat this late. Like, it's not a comfortable time. Uh, I had ordered two pizzas from my favorite gluten-free pizza place, Blaze Pizza. It's where you can custom make your own pizzas. Now, he is not gluten-free. And nowadays, we order two gluten so we can both share our pizzas. But at this time, we hadn't picked up this habit. So we ordered one regular pizza that I cannot eat in any way and one gluten-free for me. When we got the notification that the pizzas had arrived, Aaron went down to his apartment lobby and got them. And when he came up, he seemed very confused, and he had one pizza. And it was not the gluten-free one. Because I will just say, Aaron is so chill that if it was, he would just say, you eat this, I'll eat something else, because he's mm-hmm. a saint. Uh, we were really confused. Like, how we, you know, the, the delivery app we used clearly said two freaking pizzas. So how is there only one? So we called the delivery dude, and we were like, hey, you know, uh, you only deliver one pizza. Do you have the other pizza? And he's like, I- I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Like, they handed me literally one pizza when I went to pick up your order. He said, uh, you're probably going to have to call the pizza place because I don't, I don't have anything for you. So, okay. I was like, you know, it's not his fault. In retrospect, I think a normal reaction would have been for me to be annoyed. But, like, I was really hungry, so I probably should have like, eaten something else uh, mm-hmm. because I was starving and then called the pizza place either before or after, during... Uh, just to get my money back, but no. Um, when I have my mind set on something, I really need to eat that or else get really agitated. And I was like, I fucking need this pizza. And I was so fucking pissed. And I, would, I was like, I don't even want to eat anything else because I was ready to eat that pizza. I don't fucking want anything else. And I was like, I want them to deliver me the pizza still. And so I called the pizza place and literally no one picked up. And I called again and again and again and literally no one picked up. And then Aaron called and no one picked up. And I was like, what is the fuck? <laughs> like they can see who's calling. Maybe yeah, they'll answer if a man calls. Yeah, I don't know why, but I was just like, maybe they know it's me. Uh, so then, because I don't know. Yeah, I was being irrational. So then I called DoorDash or whatever the fuck I used. I don't know. 
and they called the pizza place. And I was like, that's not going to work. I just called the pizza place. And I was already getting agitated. And they called the pizza place. And they were like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Nobody picked up. And I was like, yeah, no shit, bitch. <laughs> You're calling the same number I did. What are you going to do? I want my pizza re-delivered. And they were like, I'm sorry. The pizza place is going to close soon and no one's picking up. We can't get you another pizza delivered. And I will say this is where... I became so unhinged. I don't even fully remember what happened. Uh, so I just remember I screamed at the lady hysterically that it was unacceptable. The DoorDash and, lady. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I definitely would have been what they called a Karen. And I just don't... Why it matters why I don't remember is because, like, there's no way she didn't offer me money. Like, I didn't get a sandwich delivered the other day, which was a whole other thing, but it wasn't as bad as this. And they just, like, paid me back for the sandwich immediately. So I don't, I probably, because I think I literally never have money because I am so anal about things. And I was like, yeah, I paid tax on a pizza I didn't get. I was probably like, I paid a tip on a pizza I didn't get. Like, I want it all reimbursed. And I was like, and, and, and anyway, I, I must have been fighting about something because, like, it, it, it didn't end and it became a whole drama. And basically... I ended up screaming at her. She was very jarred by it. And then I ended up waging a Twitter war with the chain. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Uh, Marissa is a very avid Twitter user. Yeah, I I actually might need to start another Twitter (laughs) thing. And I need to make sure that it's like I have other stuff on Twitter so I don't just have a Twitter account where I'm fighting with people. Oh, my new one is, is... is very warranted. That's what I wanted to tell you how I am. I'll tell you at the end. Don't let me forget. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, long story short, I went hysterical. The pizza place never picked up their phone. I called them all week. And (laughs) I had to get... The pizza place moved out of town because Marissa's (laughs) after them. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I called corporate. It still wasn't fixed. And uh, I finally got reimbursed by dealing with them on Twitter and putting them on blast. So who reimbursed you? Uh, the, the, you know what? I don't know whether it was like corporate. It was probably corporate, but was, like. So was it the restaurant or DoorDash? Oh, oh, the restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was the restaurant. Um, so the reason I'm, I, I am like mentioning this story is because I am not generally so unhinged. I am unhinged at very specific points in time, but I am generally a, a very timid person and i usually don't fucking snap off um but it's just something about food like when i pick a restaurant and i look at the menu which like i have a lot of food limitations so i always do like work in advance and i look at the menu for a long time and i'm like i'm gonna eat this and then if the end restaurant ends up closed or maybe they're out of what i plan to order sometimes i need to like literally stop myself from having like a childlike hissy fit like, literally, I would, like, feel myself get angry, and I would feel myself, like, being, like, oh, I'm so mad, like, the way, like, when you're a kid and you're irrational, but I'm, like, you're not allowed to do that as an adult. Um, I so say yeah, there's something about, like, food that fills me with a special kind of intense rage, and so I was, like, is this a common phenomenon, or am I just really unhinged? Um, so, you know, obviously, many of us, and I've heard of, like, lots of news reports, like, Someone who drives into a Popeye's because they didn't get their biscuits. Or I think someone might have shot someone or something because they didn't get 
because their french fries from mcdonald's were cold something like insane but that that's like too much um but so like when that happens is that because these people have deep psychological issues or does food generally trigger something deep within us uh or is it a little of column a or a little of column b <laughs> so um i figured i would focus on that this episode so i will uh say that uh the term you know, the most of this focuses on is, uh, the feeling of hangriness. Mm-hmm. So the word hangry, uh, a combo of the words hunger and anger. I just want to first say that I hate this term. I hate this term so much because it, it triggers something in me like the word apps or noms or notch. You mean apps for appetizers? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, not like phone apps. Um, and if you're not familiar, uh, hangry is like a sudden irrational rage that boils up when a person is very hungry. Um, but yeah, and you can't call it hanger because that's a thing you put a shirt on. Yeah, I know. I googled like what did I Google? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I googled something with hanger, and then I was like, what "The fuck!" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's another word." Um, but for some reason, that word just sounds like a fucking cutesy term that, like, would be used by someone that, like, self-identifies as quirky. They'd be like, oh, when I don't eat, I get so hangry. Like, I imagine that. But, I don't know. All the articles use that word, so whatever. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so apparently, experts say that it's a real thing. It's not just, like, this quirky term, and it's not just, like, unhinged people that experience this. Uh, there is a physiological reason why some people get angry when they're hungry, says gastroenterologist Christine Lee, MD. Quote, when you haven't eaten for a while, the level of sugar or glucose in your blood decreases. And when your blood sugar gets too low, it triggers a cascade of hormones, including cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and adrenaline, your fight or flight hormone. And these hormones are released into your bloodstream to raise and rebalance your blood sugar. So in other words, when you are very hungry, your Bodies body are goes, stupid. Yeah, your <laughs> body goes into fight or flight mode in which your body prepares you to deal with danger. <laughs> so why do you get hangry? Because that um to that release of cortisol can cause aggression in some people, says Dr. Lee, because when your body goes into this heightened fight or flight mode, but there isn't any real danger present, you then become very irritable from all that extra energy that you can't actually use. Um, And then Dr. Lee goes on to explain that also low blood blood sugar might interfere with higher brain functions, such as those that help us control our impulses (laughs) or regulate our primitive drives and behaviors. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, when we're really hungry, we just, like... uh, we just go old school. Yeah, we go in into like uh, caveman mode. Yeah, yeah. Animalistic. Um, but the thing is, like, not everyone gets unhinged when they're hungry. Uh, me and yes, I will say Pete does, or at least he did. I haven't really experienced his intensity in a while, but maybe it's just because we don't hang out together as much. Um, but like, Aaron, thank God, because I don't think I could be with someone who is like me. Like, if a restaurant's close, we'll be like, that's okay, we'll go somewhere else. Or if they're out of what he orders, he'll just find something else. 
or but like Marissa picks up a rock and throws it <laughs> through the window. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I will say, God bless him. Our relationship works because he always lets me pick where we eat. Anyway, so Dr. Lee explains that, quote, people who struggle with controlling their anger or who already have impulse control issues (laughs) may be more susceptible to becoming hangry. Yeah, that that tracks. Mm -hmm. However, it is unclear if there is an association between having regular hanger and having a personality trait disorder. Um, So even if because even if someone doesn't become hangry, per se, that doesn't mean that, like, they have no response to their hunger. Like, I mean, there, there's a negative response usually of some degree if you become too hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so hunger can have various negative consequences, not just anger. That's just the flavor I get. Um, if hunger doesn't make you angry, more likely than not, it might cause either fatigue, sleepiness, difficulty concentrating, poor coordination, or susceptibility to making mistakes. Oh man, Marissa. What? What's it like driving with me when I'm hungry? Uh, you seem really reckless. <laughs> <laughs> you seem really on edge, reckless, and aggressive. Yeah. And it's very scary. <laughs> um, so while I, <clears throat> I didn't um necessarily realize there would be a clear cut scientific backing for this whole hangriness. Um, nothing that I just said really surprised me at all. Um, it, it all kind of like, it all tracks. Mm-hmm. However, um, I did get some other interesting information from a 2015 article in the New York Times, which is some stuff that, uh, it, it's, yeah, can't, can't say I, I, I necessarily saw this link. So, <clears throat> the article that I found outlines a 2015 study called, quote, Hunger promotes acquisition of non-food items, where marketing researchers <laughs> Allison Jing Shu, I, I might be pronouncing that wrong. I don't know how to pronounce XU. Allison Jing Shu, Norbert Schwartz, and Robert S. Wire Jr. asked 63 undergrads not to eat for four hours. Oh, shit. Then they treated half of the undergrads to as much cake as they wanted. So, yeah, all of the volunteers were then presented with a three-quarter inch binder clip from Staples, <laughs> and they were asked how much they liked the clip, like whether or not it was an <laughs> item of interest to them, and told that if they wanted, they could take as many more binder clips as they felt they needed. <clears throat> the Members of the cake. This is so stupid. I know, right? The members of the cake <laughs> deprived group were like they weren't any more interested in the binder clip than the other group. But for some reason, <laughs> the hungry group went home with seventy percent more binder clips than the non-hungry group. Well, you wasted my time. I better get something else. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the people who ate a bunch of cake just like you know they took a binder clip and they were like, thanks. And the people who are hungry were like, I'm going to take a fucking billion bucks. I didn't even get cake. I know, yeah. So um, later, Zhu and her colleagues surveyed 81 shoppers who were exiting a department store, recording when and what they last ate, and then scanning their receipts. The researchers found, uh, after, they, after controlling 
for the shopper's mood. This doesn't very- feel scientific to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they, after taking into account the shopper's moods and the varying length of times that they had been in the store, um, the researchers found that the hungriest people had spent as much as 60% more than their well-fed counterparts. <laughs> Hunger, Zhu and her colleagues concluded, quote, renders acquisition-related concepts and behaviors more accessible. That's, why, words, that's why poor people take so much food. <laughs> In other words, the desire to grab something to eat becomes the desire to grab anything at all. <laughs> so if you're hungry... You'll want to grab food, but you might just grab anything whatsoever. <laughs> Interesting. But yes. I read a similar one about a report where it, they were at a college and they had 200 students. And they um, they asked them all not to eat beforehand. Okay. And then some of them, I think, got to eat and the others didn't. Then they put them through a couple of things where they like I can't remember the first thing that they had to do because it wasn't as cruel as the second thing which was they had to figure out how to do something on a computer but the computer was rigged to fail so -hmm. no matter what they did they couldn't do it right and the people who were hungry (laughs) were of course more upset than the people who weren't 100% yeah I you know what's funny I read that but I don't there must have been something about either the control group was not a size I liked or something. I did read that. I don't know why I didn't include that. Or maybe I just felt like this one was weirder. Or maybe that just seemed too too obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I I read that. I was just like, well, why don't you just let them work the thing on the computer right? (laughs) I was just fucking, oh, God. I would never, I would never go in one of these, these studies because I would just, I would destroy something. <laughs> anyway, um, there is more research that has been done, not just in humans, but also in animals, uh, to see what starvation will do to them. So let's look at some animal studies. So French researchers in 2014 showed that the brains of food-deprived lab mice release endocannabinoids, which act as the same receptors as the psychoactive chemical in marijuana, which stimulated the animal's olfactory cortexes, sharpening their sense of smell. Uh, Yale University mice showed similarly enhanced environmental awareness when the mice were hungry. Did those mice get the munchies? I, I don't know. It doesn't say... So these yell mice were injected with ghrelin, uh, which is apparently this uh, a horm- uh, considered the hunger hormone. And these hungry mice navigated mazes more quickly than their satiated peers. I mean, I would fucking go crazy out of a maze because I would be like, as soon as I get out of a maze, I could go fucking eat. So I get that. Yeah, I'm going to be like, anyway. did you guys know I can climb these walls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For other animals, uh, hunger leads to riskier behavior. In 2013, scientists at the Max Planck Institute... This is me. This is me, guys. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Scientists at the Max Planck Institute of Neurobiology... Yeah, that is you. In Germany, show that hungry fruit flies Mm -hmm. will tolerate elevated levels of carbon dioxide, which, when inhaled at high concentrations, can knock them unconscious... Uh, they were they would tolerate elevated levels of carbon dioxide 
as long as the smell of food was present in the air. That sounds crazy. Uh, and similarly, in the Pacific Northwest, juvenile Walleye Pollock were observed to, to swim around in looser, less defensive formations when they're hungry. They huddled together only when their food supply was more generous, which made dodging predators seem more important than finding food. Uh, so some of these side effects of hunger that we see in animals, like intensified awareness and risk-taking, also exist in humans. Um, in a 2014 paper titled, Always Gamble on an Empty Stomach, research at Ultrecht University in the Netherlands found that hungry subjects fared significantly better on a psychological challenge called the Iowa Gambling Task than subjects who had eaten Greek yogurt beforehand. Maybe because you gave them fucking Greek yogurt. Yeah. Side note, when I was dating Aaron, we would go out drinking pretty hard. And when I drink a lot, I want to eat a bunch of carbs. And I remember we were going back in the car and I was like, I'm drunk. Can we order a pizza? And he's like, no, I have food at home. And I was like, what food? And this bitch that I'm going to marry is like, I have Greek yogurt at home. And I I bring it up. I'm like, I can't believe you fucking thought I wanted to eat Greek yogurt at one in the morning when I was drunk. You're like a monster. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck, you didn't break up. Anyway, uh, if you're listening, Aaron, which I know you're not, I love you. Anyway. And when um, I think of carbs, fats, like all those things, yeah, protein is not one that ever comes up when you're drunk. People don't go, oh, you know what you need? You need some protein. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, though. If you go to another country, it's very different. Uh, in Korea, people love to eat sashimi, which is like sushi with no rice, just like raw fish slices when they're drunk. Or like meat, just a bunch of meat. And uh, we would tell them like, oh, we like to eat fries and pizza. And they would be like, the fuck? So, yeah, it's cultural. Anyway. Still, meat sounds better than Greek yogurt. I don't ever want Greek yogurt. I eat Greek yogurt most days of the week, and I still hate it. <laughs> I put it in a smoothie because I know it's good for me, but it's fucking disgusting. Anyway, I'm sorry. In case Come at us, up, John Stamos. <laughs> what? Is he a Greek yogurt guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's an Oikos man. Oh, okay. If you if we've lost track of what we're saying, because I did such a tangent. So, again, um, uh, in this Iowa gambling task, task hungry people did better than the people who were full uh so this task requires the gambler to draw cards from one of two decks the first deck of cards oh my god my family is calling it's beeping and i it's distracting me i'm so sorry <laughs> we should I'm make this a, a regular feature in the show <laughs> you backwards call you once i'm done patrons can <laughs> guess how many times marissa's family is going to call per episode uh, at least this time, they don't know when I'm podcasting, but the last time this happened, I said I'm podcasting, then my mother called me during, then I said I'm podcasting. When your mom called the first time this show, you texted her back that you're starting the podcast. Yeah, and then she called me back, I'm sorry guys. So in the gam Iowa gambling task, uh, the task requires the gambler to draw cards from one of two decks. The first deck of cards has cards with very high and very low face values. So um, that means, like, you get corresponding either extreme rewards or extreme penalties when you pick on this deck. 
The other deck contains middling numbers, so not extreme values. Mm -hmm. But um, there are way more losing cards in this deck than winning ones. In several cases, the yogurt eaters failed completely to (laughs) realize... Those dirty yogurt eaters. (laughs) Failed completely to realize that choosing from the conservative deck would mean that they could literally, like, never win. The research hypothesized, the researchers hypothesized that hunger may leave people to rely on their gut feeling in challenging situations. So instead of, like, necessarily erring on the side of cautious, caution, (laughs) these people go with their guts. So, guys, despite some of the benefits of being hungry, such as perhaps, like, Maybe good risk-taking behaviors in some cases, uh, or going with your gut. Uh, existing in a hunger-induced state of fight or flight is not something you should strive for. Because as I mentioned previously, I read a news story where a woman recently crashed her car into a Popeye's because they forgot her biscuits. However, the story is worse than just that statement. On February 22nd, a woman from Georgia named Belinda Miller went to Popeye's to place an order that was meant to include biscuits. But due to an oversight, no biscuits ended up in her takeout bag. She apparently then got back in line inside the Popeye's and requested her biscuits. Popeye's then gave her the biscuits. But for some reason, she was still upset and would not let it go. (laughs) According to a Georgia news outlet, the woman then warned every customer in line that they'd better get their food and leave because she planned to come back and rain retribution upon the restaurant. Marissa. Y- yes, what? You said Was this you? No. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, uh, the other day I ordered a sandwich from Did she use the words rain retribution? No, no. Okay, okay. Uh, changing it for clarity. Uh, the customer then reportedly crashed her vehicle through the front doors and took out part of the wall of Popeye's. Luckily, no one was injured. Uh, somehow, Miller then pulled her car back out of the Popeyes mm-hmm. and drove away. But several days later, the police located her and, and her damn another Popeyes. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I'm, no, it's actually at her home. And they charged her with aggravated assault and criminal damage to property. Guys, I did not drive to a Popeyes, but the other day I ordered a sandwich from Sheep. And then I just ordered, like, a pack of Rolaids with the sandwich. And the pack of Rolaids came, and there was no fucking sandwich. But I was going to eat that sandwich for dinner. So then I, I messaged Uber Eats, and I was like, the fuck? Uh, there's no sandwich. But again, I like I know that there's a... I was like, the, the receipt... I was like, it's, it's the problem of sheets. Their receipt doesn't even have my sandwich on it. And they're like... Here's the money back for the sandwich. And again, I'm a petty bitch. And I'm like, I paid tip and tax on that sandwich. And they were like, well, you could change the tip amount. And I was like, no, I'm not taking away their tip. That person didn't mess up, but I want the money back. And they were just like, can't do anything. I already paid you back the precise amount of the sandwich. And I became furious. But you know what? I was like, I have to chill out. I have to chill out. I cannot find myself being tweeted about or put on a Karen website. <laughs> so uh, so I let it go. And then I ordered a sandwich from Jersey Mike's. And I will never be using Uber Eats again. <laughs> anyway. 
ironically, um, I dated a girl named Karen, and I would go to her house to pick her up. We would go out on dates and stuff, and uh, oftentimes it was, you know, we'll get something to eat. And I would go to her house. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah, come over at four, and then we'll go get something to eat. I would mm-hmm. come over at four, and I think she learned how to be a person from, like, sitcoms. So she was like, oh, I better get ready now. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I would get, like, real clammy. I'd get a terrible headache. I'd feel, like, all tired and stuff. <laughs> To the point where I was like, I think something's wrong with me. I'd get nauseous too, which also is confusing. But um Oh, me too. I yeah, guess. and and I had to learn to eat before I went up to 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 pick her up. And um I remember one time I got caught. Like I I had eaten something and she was actually ready. <laughs> and then I just had to force more food down my face. <laughs> I mean, you could, you should have just been real with her. Cause she needs to learn. Yeah, I, I have some people in my life like that, and Pete knows cause I always text about how I want to kill them when they do that to me. Uh, yeah, I have gastroparesis, and I need to eat when I'm hungry, or else I will get incredibly sick. So I travel with a snack in mm-hmm. my bag all of the time, and I, I just can't even fucking mess around. Um, have you ever done something unhinged in a fit of hunger? Call us at 570-PODWOD1. Pete, that's my episode. As as a person who has been afflicted by hanger, <laughs> by airplane hanger, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I appreciate this public service announcement. <laughs> yes. I did this for us both. But really... We're partially responsible, but partially it's just our animalistic instincts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a time when Marissa, two of her friends, and I were supposed to go eat someplace. And they didn't make a reservation, so we had to wait. Oh, I don't remember this. I can't believe oh! you don't remember this. <laughs> wait, I kind of do. Wait, yes, yes, yes. And there was a moment where I was like, I am willing to throw all three of these friendships away. <laughs> yeah. So that I can eat something right now. Now I do remember that. And I went yeah. to Subway, and I ate there, and then I went home. Yeah. And I thought, what will be, will be. And luckily, we survived for us. Oh, yeah. I don't know that your friendship with everyone else did, but I understand. There's, yeah, that's, that's why we have a lasting friendship, because we both understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was young and immature. I probably didn't realize it fully then, but God, boy, would I understand it now. But it was another one of those situations where it was like, okay, we're going to get something to eat. And then in my brain, I'm like, well, I better not eat until it's time to eat. And then the time to eat would move. And yeah, I would just start to feel like a crazy person. So I will just say this. I, I'll, I'll eat. I don't even give a shit. I don't, I don't hold my hunger for anything. I'll just, if I'm fucking hungry, I'll eat, and then I'll barely eat when I go on a reservation. I don't fuck around anymore. I do not fuck around. <laughs> like, I just, I just can't. I will just become fucking unhinged, or I will become incredibly sick. So, yeah, I, uh, guys, you don't owe anyone anything when it comes to your hunger. <laughs> anyway, I realize that now I do remember what I wanted to tell you earlier. But my parents are calling me, and they might be calling me to tell me how this played out. So maybe I won't 
bitch about this yet, but if my parents do not tell me that this thing played out well, I am going to have to raise a social media war on a local casino because I think my father was racially profiled. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll save that. Anyway. Plugs. You got any plugs? Want to let everybody know, next week... We're, we're not going to be around for the next two weeks after this show comes out. Um, Marissa's going to an exotic location, and I'm going to New Jersey. <laughs> it's going to be Pete's birthday, though. Um, so we're going to rerun an episode. If you have any ideas on which one you would like that to be, you know, like if you scroll back and you're like, oh, I've never heard this one, let us know. Um, the other one is going to be some stuff from behind the paywall from Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber, then we will show you some stuff that you've been missing out on. But if I'm going to plug something, I'm going to plug La Brea, man. That shit's out of control. They had the finale last night. It was two hours long, and I was just like, wow, what is going on? I didn't realize it was the finale. Pete was texting me that it was out of control, and I just thought he'd reached his limit. (laughs) But that's (laughs) played a lot now. I have the intro written for the next La Brea Purvea podcast, and it says, La Brea is like an incredible athlete. Every time it comes on, you're amazed at how gutsy and unapologetic it is. It's like the Babe Ruth of TV shows. It takes huge swings, and it could care less if you like it. (laughs) I will say, I also feel like that applies to Milf Manor. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to once again plug Milf Manor, because... No one has started watching it since I kept playing. Oh, except for Aaron. I got Aaron to watch Milk Manor. Oh, got out the hiccups to watch Milk Manor with me. So, Pete, did I understand you are going to watch the pilot? The pilot? You are going to watch a episode? Or? I said I was going to, but I still haven't. Okay, that's okay. But, um, guys, I also will plug that Pete's birthday's coming up, and you should either call us at 570 pod one and leave him a birthday message, text us at that number and leave him a birthday message, or send us an email, or just reach out. It doesn't even have to be for the podcast, but just wish him a happy birthday so he, he feels your listener love, please. If you're anywhere geographically close to me, also bring me a slice of cake. Are you not... Is your mother not getting you a cake? Oh, no, she is, but I'm being I'm being a bit of a pain in her ass. Why? Because she's asking me questions about, like, well, what kind of cake do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought you want an ice cream cake always. People don't understand that my brain literally, yes, literally gets fried. (laughs) Do you not want an ice cream cake? Last year she made me a peanut butter cake with chocolate frosting. God, that sounds so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Marissa. I think one of the best birthday cakes I ever had Pete made for me I think he was Ethertal, and my brother just told me that ABC News says Ethertal causes strokes. <laughs> so I just can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> I don't know that that was an even done cake. <laughs> what? I don't know that that cake was actually done. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I know you made me a cake once, and I remember you like gave me the rest of the sweetener you used, and it was all Ethertal. I don't know what kind of cake it was, mm-hmm. but it was delicious, and I don't even remember what kind it was. But oh, anyway. Thanks for plugging my cake. Yeah. Um, guys, well, I already said the number. Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Um, if you're a new listener, so glad to have you. 
Um, you could email us at shout at yallheard.me. Is that correct? Yes. And, and just like Nick, if you don't want to, you know, make a big deal or anything, you could just text us and be like, I'm listening and I live in Iowa. And then we'll be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll make our day if you just say you're listening. Oh, you can slide into my DMs in a non-sexual manner at Riss Vandal. And uh, you can read, start reading my shit on MASH.com pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have one article there if you'd like to know about If you about- want to make Peach Cobbler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got all the tips and tricks. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, and be safe. Bye. 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 Bye.